Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, September 2nd. Coming up, we'll meet a young Kansas golfer trying to make caddying more diverse. Being an Asian American student, I felt as if um, I was like the odd one out. Plus, for one local musician, making music is as easy as picking up a paintbrush. I really get into a meditative flow. I really can't think about anything else because I'm getting this multi-sensory explosion of color and sound. We'll learn more about the Kansas City artist making music with paint. But first, some headlines. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly placed the first legal sports bet in state history yesterday. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service has more. Kelly placed a $15 bet at Hollywood Casino on the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Online and in-person sports betting officially launched around midday. Many people lined up after the governor to risk their own cash on sporting events. Rob Crosswaite says wagering makes sports more interesting, even when games are blowouts. You still have something on the line that keeps you going, and the experience is a lot more fun when you have a little bit of money on it. The state expects legalized betting to generate around $10 million in tax revenue each year, or one-tenth of one percent of the state's general fund. The defeat of a ballot measure that could have stripped abortion rights from the Kansas Constitution has been officially certified. Blaze Mesa of the Kansas News Service reports. Anti-abortion activists paid to recount their blowout loss. They cited unfounded theories of fraud. The recount barely changed the vote totals. Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab did say the recount proved the vote tally was sound. He said people questioning the outcome were fooled by lies. A man put it on his credit card. He was so deceived, he put $118,000 of unsecured debt that he has to pay. Over 940,000 people voted. That smashed the previous high for a primary by over 400,000 votes. Taco Bell employees at one Kansas City restaurant on Wernall Road walked off the job yesterday to protest unsafe working conditions, management, and low wages. Four workers stepped out in the middle of the lunch hour to a cheering crowd of supporters from workers' rights organization Stand Up KC. Shift leader Fran Marion says they chose to strike just before Labor Day to call attention to abusive customers, short staffing, and lack of paid sick days. A job shouldn't be this difficult to come to and clock in and make, try to make a wage, not even a living wage. The Taco Bell employees are calling on Missouri Governor Mike Parson to raise the minimum wage to $22 an hour by 2024, similar to a bill recently passed in California. Kansas City has received nearly $6 million in grant funding from the Environmental Protection Agency to use on sites that may be contaminated and hard to develop. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. The sites, known as brownfields, are vacant or unused properties that may have environmental contamination, which makes redeveloping or reusing the land difficult. The grant money will be used to assess potential brownfield sites and then clean them up. Andrew Bracker, the city's brownfields coordinator, says brownfields can drive investment away from neighborhoods that need development. They remain unused and undeveloped because people are concerned about contamination that either is there or may be there. Bracker says removing contamination from brownfields can allow them to be used for housing, community gardens, or other kinds of development. 
Kansas City musician Camry Ivory wondered what it would be like to paint with music. So she invented an instrument that lets an artist create a painting and compose a song at the same time. KCUR's Julie Denache reports. Electronic music fills the air at Agnes Arts, a studio and gallery complex just east of downtown Kansas City. Musician Camry Ivory is painting at an easel, and with each stroke of her brush, she plays another note. I just thought it would be cool to have a musical paintbrush to be able to create both music and art simultaneously. Ivory is creating music on the prototype of a new instrument. She calls it coloratura. It's an easel with a metal canvas, 12 brushes, and pots of paint. Long wires connect the brushes to a circuit board. Each brush creates a different sound when it touches the metal canvas. So once the brush touches the canvas, it sends a signal to my computer, which is running a music production software, and that creates the sound. Ivory says she likes to experiment with different combinations of color and tone. So right now I'm just playing in the, the pentatonic scale. So if you're a keyboard player, it's like all the black keys uh, on a piano. And so C sharp is green, E flat is blue, F sharp is magenta, A flat is orange, and B flat is yellow. And I play often in this particular chord structure because the pentatonic scale is really harmonious and so every note kind of plays well with each other. Ivory is a singer, songwriter, and composer. She's known for her work in the local music scene, where she performs with groups like Talking Heads tribute band Found a Job. She says painting takes her music down a different path. I think with coloratura it teaches you that it's okay to make mistakes, and sometimes the mistakes that I make are, if I can quote Bob Ross, like <laughs> happy little accidents, right? That take me in a different direction, either musically or visually, that I normally wouldn't have gone. So yeah, I play a sour note, but it makes a really cool, weird chord that takes me in a completely different direction. Ivory started developing coloratura in 2015 as a one-time performance piece for downtown Kansas City's Art in the Loop series. She's been refining the instrument ever since. For Ivory, the swirling layers of paint stimulate a second layer of creative energy. I really get into a meditative flow. Like I'm just in this kind of zen state of creation and I really can't think about anything else because I'm getting this multi-sensory explosion of color and sound. In a YouTube video of Casey Stemmelines' Remake Learning Day this summer. That looks awesome, guys. Ivory encourages a young boy to brush his canvas in vivid yellows and oranges. So do you think that when you're painting with a regular paintbrush versus a musical paintbrush, do you think you paint differently? Yes. I can't paint for nothing. Well, this looks good. She thinks the mix of art, music, and technology could have therapeutic benefits. So this little girl comes up to me and she, she's painting for, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes. And afterwards she says, this is so soothing. This really helps my anxiety. And um, I just wanted to hug her, right? I said, oh my God, like, I'm sorry that you have anxiety when you're so young, but I'm glad that you, know, you found something that you connect with. For the past few months, 
Ivory's been demonstrating coloratura around town, at maker fairs and pop-up events. But after seven years of tinkering with her creation, Ivory says she's looking for a chance to introduce it to an even bigger audience. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishay. Caddies are best known as the people who carry a golfer's bag. They also help manage a golfer's clubs. But in Kansas City, the number of caddies has declined through the years, and the field has never been very diverse. For KCUR, Greg Eklund has the story of one young woman from Kansas doing her part to change things. All right, now I'll switch to my driver. And Aldo first took up golf at the age of 10. She was introduced to the sport through a youth program called the First Tee at Sunflower Hills Golf Course in Kansas City, Kansas. By the time she got to high school, Doe had figured out how to make golf pay. I, I asked them, is there a job I can take with a First Tee I can just do as a small job for high schoolers. The organizers at First Tee steered her toward Indian Hills Country Club in Mission Hills, Kansas, where kids as young as 14 can get paid to caddy. At first, Doe's goal was just like everyone else's. We're essentially high school students, middle school students, or maybe college students striving to just make cash. To maximize her earnings, Doe would sometimes work two 18-hole rounds in a day. I've always worked my hardest to improve how I am with my golfer, how I interact with golfers in his group, and I, I just try to make an impression. Doe also played on Piper High School's girls golf team, but it was her work as a caddy that earned her a college scholarship. And that's how she ended up here at the University of Kansas's Evans Scholars House with 41 other caddy residents, all of them on scholarship. Apart from the big green Evans Scholars logo on the exterior, it resembles an apartment building. People have their own bathroom, living rooms, kitchens, and whatnot. There are Evans Scholar Houses like this at the University of Missouri and 17 other universities around the country. They're operated by the Evans Scholars Foundation, established in 1930 by the late Chick Evans. Evans was the first person to win the U.S. Open and the U.S. Amateur Golf Championships in the same year, back in 1916. He was also, in his youth, a caddy. We moved all the big stuff. We just got a little stuff. Okay. Despite the students' shared background, Doe says her first year in the KU house was uncomfortable at times. Being an Asian American student, I felt as if um, I was like the odd one out. That lack of diversity, she recognizes, extends into caddying itself. She's trying to help by bringing more underrepresented people into the game. I told them like my, my story, and I told them, you know, you should consider caddying. Though golf has grown increasingly popular over the last couple years, caddy programs have not. In the Kansas City area, only two clubs have a dedicated caddy program. I asked Gary Clark, a former club pro at Milburn Country Club in Overland Park, if caddy programs like the one his club used to have are going extinct. I would say yes. There's several reasons, Clark says including the cost of running caddy programs. Another big one? In general, people go play, there's carts. You have no choice. Uh, they're in the fee, which is a lot. 
so people are taking carts more. Doe, meanwhile, has been brainstorming ways to continue moving the caddy community forward. What am I going to do to leave my legacy? You know, I thought I would want to incorporate more diversity within the Evans, or not just the Evans Scholar community, but within the caddy program as well. This summer, Ann Dow Doe's efforts earned her a national scholarship from the Evans Foundation. Doe says she'll use it to fund her postgraduate studies. Being named the 2022 Evans Scholar of the Year is a really big deal. As she works toward her master's in business administration, Doe says she'll also continue pushing for more diversity among caddies and advocating for a vanishing skill. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Greg Eklund. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Greg's story on diversity in golf caddying and Julie's story on Camry Ivory's coloratura, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. This podcast isn't the only way KCUR keeps you informed, entertained, and inspired. Check out our daily news email, The Early Bird, our weekly creative adventure email, and so much more. You can subscribe at kcur.org newsletters.